At the age of 19, Monica Seles was the best female tennis player in the world. She already had eight Grand Slam titles. But on April 30, 1993, in Hamburg, everything changed. Seles was stabbed in the back by an obsessed fan midway through her quarterfinal match. Monica Seles was rushed to hospital. The mental toll that followed proved a tougher hurdle than the physical damage. She returned to the tennis court only 2 years later. In her return event, Seles won the Canadian Open. She then made the finals at Flushing Meadows before winning a fourth Australian Open. the next season it's one of the best comebacks in the world of sport in this episode we discuss what it takes to do such comebacks how do you keep motivating yourself when you go through a tough time in your life well I have an answer. Man's Search for Meaning is the book that you should read. Welcome to Salt and Pepper. I'm your host Kajesh and today we deep dive into this psychological book Man's Search for Meaning written by Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl wrote this book in 1946. He narrates his life instances in the concentration camp and presents a remarkable idea on how we can choose to see a purpose or meaning in any situation including the worst conditions. This book has become one of the most influential books. and continues to inspire to find significance in the very act of living the recently released movie bawal talks about world war 2 and also showcases the concentration camp of auschwitz the first part of the book mentions the atrocities that victor and other prisoners had to undergo in the auschwitz camp victor writes 1500 persons had been traveling by train for several days and nights there were 80 people in each coach all had to lie on top of their luggage the few remnants of their personal possessions the carriage were so full that only the top part of the windows were free to let in the gray of dawn everyone expected the train to head for munition factory in which we would be employed as forced labor we did not know whether we were still in silesia or already in poland the train stopped suddenly a cry broke from the ranks of the anxious passengers There is a sign 
Auschwitz. Everyone's heart missed a beat at that moment. Auschwitz, the very name, stood for all that was horrible. Gas chambers, crematoriums, massacres. In psychiatry, there is a certain condition known as delusion of reprieve. The condemned man, immediately before his execution, gets the illusion that he might be reprieved at the very last minute. We too clung to the shreds of hope and believed at the last moment that it not be so bad. Each prisoner was given a number. These numbers were often tattooed on their skin and also had to be sewn to a certain spot on the trousers, jacket or coat. Any guard who wanted to make a charge against a prisoner just glanced his number. He never asked his for his name. Victor mentions his first night experience in the camp. The first night in Auschwitz, we slept in beds which were constructed in tires. One each tire slept nine men directly on the boards. Two blankets were shared by nine men. We could lie only on our sides, crowded and huddled against each other, which had some advantages because of the bitter cold. Though it was forbidden to take shoes up to the bunks, some people did use them secretly as pillows in spite of the fact that they were caked with mud. A light sleeper who used to get disturbed by the slightest noise in the next room now found himself lying pressed against a comrade who snored loudly a few inches from his ear and yet slept quite soundly through the noise. Victor says, A man can get used to anything, but do not ask us how. Victor gives some of his experiences. For example, we were unable to clean our teeth and yet in spite of that and a severe vitamin deficiency, we had healthier gums than ever before. We had to wear the same shirts for a half a year until they had lost all appearances of being shirts. For days we were unable to wash even partially because of frozen water pipes and at the sores and abrasions on hands which were dirty from work in the soil did not separate. Victor mentions the thought of suicide was entertained by nearly everyone if only for a brief time. It was born of the hopelessness of the situation, the constant danger of death looming over us daily and hourly. I made myself a firm promise on my first evening in the camp that I would not run into the wire. This was a phrase used in a camp to describe the most popular method of committing suicide, touching the electrically charged barbed wire fence. 
most of the prisoners were given a uniform of rags which would have made a scarecrow elegant by comparison between the huts in the camp lay pure filth and the more one worked to clear it away the more one had to come in contact with it it was a favorite practice to detail a new arrival to a work group whose job was to clean the latrines and remove the sewage if some of the excrement splashed into his face during its transport or bumpy fields any sign of disgust by the prisoner or any attempt to wipe off the filth would only be punished with a blow from the officer victor talks about what happens when someone in the hut died he mentions one by one the prisoners approached the still warm body one grabbed the remains of a messy meal of potatoes another decided the corpse wooden shoes were an improvement on his own and exchanged them a third man did the same with the dead man's coat and another was glad to be able to secure some just imagine genuine strings victor writes beatings occurred on the slightest provocation sometimes for no reason at all for example bread was rationed at our worksite and we had to line up for it once the man behind me stood off a little to one side and the lack of symmetry displeased the guard i did not know what was going on in the line behind me nor in the mind of the guard but suddenly i received two sharp blows on my head at such a moment it is not the physical pain that hurts the most it is the mental agony caused by the injustice the unreasonableness of it all because of the high degree of undernourishment which the prisoners suffered it was natural that the desire for food was the major primitive instinct around which mental life centered majority of prisoners when they happened to work near each other they would immediately start discussing food one fellow would ask another working next to him what his favorite dishes were then they would exchange recipes and plan the menu for the day when they would have a reunion the day in a distant future when they would be liberated and returned home victor then talks about how people react to certain situation and certain extreme situation like this in a concentration camp victor mentions we who lived in concentration camps can remember the men who walked through the huts comforting others giving away their last piece of bread they may have been few in number but they offer sufficient proof that everything can be taken from a man but one thing the last of the human freedom to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances to choose one's own way the way 
in which a man accepts his fate and all the sufferings it entails the way in which he takes up his cross gives him ample opportunity even under the most difficult circumstances to add a deeper meaning to his life it may remain brave dignified and unselfish or in the bitter fight for self preservation he may forget his human dignity and become no more than an animal victor then talks about what made him to stay in the concentration camp alive the truth he says that love is the ultimate and the highest goal to which man can aspire then i grasped the meaning of the greater secret that human poetry and human thought and belief have to impart the salvation of a man is through love and in love my mind still clung to the image of my wife a thought crossed my mind i didn't even know if she was still alive i knew only one thing which i have learned well by now love goes very far beyond the physical person of the beloved it find its deepest meaning in his spiritual being his inner self whether or not he is actually present whether or not he is still alive at all ceases somehow to be of importance there is this interesting conversation between two prisoners one prisoner takes to another listen otto if i don't get back to my wife and if you should see her again then tell her that i talk to her daily hourly you remember secondly i have loved her more than anyone thirdly the short time i have been married to her outweighs everything even all we have gone through here victor then talks about suffering if there is a meaning in life at all then there must be a meaning in suffering suffering is an ineradicable part of life even as fate and death without suffering and death human life cannot be complete there are some interesting wisdom that victor shares in this book he says he who has a why to live for can bear with almost any how it did not really matter what we expected from life but rather what life expected from us life ultimately means taking the responsibility to find the right answer to its problems and to fulfill the task which is constantly set for each individual that which does not kill me makes me stronger what you have experienced no power on earth can take from you in the last part of the book victor mentions the psychology of the prisoner who has been released
he says with tired steps we prisoners dragged ourselves to the camp gates timidly we looked around and glanced at each other questioningly then we ventured a few steps out of the camp this time no orders were shouted at us nor was there any need to duck quickly to avoid any blows this time the guards offered us cigarettes we hardly recognized them at first they had hurriedly changed into civilian clothes we walked slowly along the road leading from the camp soon our legs hurt and threatened to buckle but we limped on we wanted to see the camp surrounding for the first time with the eyes of a free man freedom we repeated to ourselves and we could not grasp it we had literally lost the ability to feel pleased and had to relearn it slowly step by step i progressed until again i became a human being through this book victor wants to convey that life is not primarily a quest for pleasure it is a quest for meaning the great task for any person is to find meaning in his life or her life victor saw three possible sources for meaning the first one in work doing something significant second in love caring for another person victor had held on to the image of his wife through the darkest days in auschwitz and in third courage in difficult times victor says there are forces beyond our control and can take away everything we possess except one thing our freedom to choose how we will respond to the situation we cannot control what happens in life but we can always control what we feel and what to do about what happens to us i highly recommend this book because this can inspire you to do that comeback no matter what atrocities or what difficult times you have to go through thank you all for joining this episode of salt and pepper i hope you have enjoyed the episode and i really wish that you read this book thank you